You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenchurch.com. Fantastic. Well, we're just so glad that you tuned in watching online with us today. I want you to uh, right now strap in, put your seatbelt on, fasten your helmet because I've got a really, really great word for you today. And uh, man, just why don't you just take a second right now and just give God some praise for the fact that in this time He is drawing near to you. If you as you are drawing near to God, and that's what you're doing when you go online. Remember the promise of God, if you will draw near to me, I will draw near to you. And that's what's happening right now. So maybe just take a second just to acknowledge, lift your hands. Thank God for the incredible worship. What a worship team that we have. Wow. I got to tell you, that was some of the best worship that I think I've ever been in. What great words of encouragement around our giving, our offerings, staying faithful and true to God so that He stays faithful and true to you in this season. And uh, we're just so grateful that you're here. If you've got your Bibles, come with me to the book of Philippians, chapter 3, verse 20. Philippians, chapter 3, verse 20 says, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which also we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. One more time, for our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, in uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 6 and verse 7, it says that God separated the waters above from the waters beneath. The title of my message today to encourage you is Dual Citizen dual citizen. I want you to know that that when you are born again, you become a dual citizen. You have citizenship absolutely in the native land of your birth or the place where you have applied for and become naturalized in. We've become dual citizens. We have citizenship in Australia as well as in America and just as well, just as well our whole family because right now because of the coronavirus, if you're not a citizen and not a green card, a permanent resident holder, you're being uh, deported back to your country of citizenship so they can contain the virus. But I want you to know that that as a born-again believer, you also have a citizenship in heaven. The scripture that I read in Genesis where God separates the waters above from the waters beneath is very, very powerful because I need you to understand that all life comes from above. Why would God separate water from above and water from beneath? Isn't it H2O and H2O? Why, why separate? Is God a separating God? Is God a discriminating God? Why would God? God was making a distinction that you and I can't live from drinking the waters beneath, the oceans. The ocean water is full of salt. And that salt, even though you would drink the water, what ends up happening is your kidneys actually uh, dehydrated a hundred times the rate because you can't get rid of, you can't flush the salt out of your system quick enough. It actually kills you by drinking the water here in the earth. We are dependent upon the rain coming down, falling on the mountains, going into the streams and the rivers so that we can have fresh drinking water, the water from above. And in this season, I felt like God, say, I want you to preach this word, dual citizen. 
and remind people that the earth is full of death. The earth is full of famine. The earth is full of pestilence. The earth is full of disease. And you will notice the earth is full of panic. People going out buying toilet paper because, you know, toilet paper will inoculate you. Just carry a roll of toilet paper and you'll be inoculated against the coronavirus. It's got nothing to do with toilet paper, but the, the world is in a panic. Things are flying off the shelves. You can't buy sanitary wipes. You can't buy anything. It is just out of control because we live in a world that is governed by a spirit of fear. And we're going to get to that in a moment. But I want you to understand that if you will look up to heaven, if you will look to God in this time, in this crisis, you will understand that as a dual citizen, that God is reigning things from heaven. When the children of Israel were in a wilderness, in a desert, there is no food, there is no sustenance, there's no resource in a desert. The Bible says the children of Israel, after being delivered from bondage, after being set free from the devil, being born again, literally, are saying, hang on, hang on. God, yes, God rescued me from the devil. Now I'm going to heaven, going to the promised land. However, the transition between being born again and dying and going to heaven, going to the promised land, is we've got to walk through a wilderness. There's no provision in the wilderness. And God was trying to show the children of Israel, I am your provision. I am Jehovah Jireh, your provider. You can lose a job and you can lose a paycheck and you can lose you know, a a business venture. But I'm telling you, if you keep God as your God, you do not lose your provider. God does not know how to not provide. So in the middle of the wilderness, God brought manna raining down from heaven. God showed them how he provided. Jacob comes to rest at a certain place. He's fleeing from his brother Esau that wants to kill him. And the Bible says that when Jacob came to a certain place, He put his head on a stone and that night he dreamed a dream. And what he dreamed was a ladder was set up on the earth going all the way into heaven and the angels were ascending and descending upon this ladder. They were ascending and descending, ascending and descending upon it. And then a voice above the ladder, God spoke to him and said, Jacob, All the land that you lie on, I'm going to give to you and to your descendants. And I'm going to bless you. And I'm going to be with you. And I'm going to make of you a mighty nation. And God began to speak promises. When Jacob woke up from the dream, he said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is Bethel. This is the gate of heaven. Surely God is in this place. And I knew it not. What, what was happening to, to Jacob? Jacob was having a realization. Jacob was having an encounter with the reality that he is also a dual citizen, that there is a heavenly reality, there is heavenly machinery, heavenly cogs turning, that one word sent from heaven can sustain you in a famine, that in the midst of a famine, In the midst of trial, in the midst of difficulty, there is a God in heaven that is feeding. There is a God in heaven that provides. So in times of uncertainty, don't go along with the panic in the world. Don't go along with the anxiety and the hopelessness and the fear that is in the world. Let your eyes go to heaven. Press in to God. Press in to the Word of God. You know, one of my most favorite stories is that of Joseph. And Joseph 
at 17 has a dream. The dream is he's out in the fields working with his brother, the earth, the fields working with his brothers. And all of a sudden the sheaves of the field begin to bow down to him. Well, when he shares it with his brothers, they rebuke him. But then he dreams again and he dreams another dream. But this time he sees the sun, moon and the 11 stars bowing down and he shares it again at the dinner table and his brothers rebuke him. Then his father rebukes him saying, what shall your mother and I bow down to you? What is this dream that you have dreamed? But it's so important that Joseph had the two dreams. He had one dream that had to do with the earth had to do with the fields, had to do with the sheaves, but then he had one which was a heavenly dream because God was showing him that you're going to go through something and the dream is already amened. When God repeats himself, God is amening himself. When God gives a word, because remember when he's interpreting for Pharaoh, Pharaoh has two dreams. Pharaoh has two dreams. He sees seven fat cows and seven thin cows, and the seven thin cows consume the fat cows. And then he sees seven sheaves, and there are fat sheaves and skinny sheaves. And and when Joseph interprets the dreams for Pharaoh, he says the two dreams are one and the same. But the fact that you heard them twice, but the fact that they were revealed to you in two means they will surely come to pass. Joseph knew that when God gives an amen, it will surely come to pass. So when Joseph was in a prison, it looked like it is over. He was falsely accused and yet silent. He went to prison as an accused wannabe rapist, an attempted rapist, and he's in prison for attempted rape. He is a foreigner. He is an Israelite in an Egyptian prison. They were not kind to foreigners, let alone to foreigners who threatened to rape their master's wives. And yet in the midst of the prison, Joseph does not lose heart stays faithful, stays faithful to God. When most people would have became bitter, when most people would have become anxious, when most people would have become fearful, afraid, or given into hopelessness, not Joseph. Why? Because Joseph had a dream from heaven. He had a dream that the sun, moon, and the 11 stars. Do you know the truth is man has control over the fields. Government can tax the produce that comes out of the fields, but there's no government that can tax the sun, moon, and the 11 stars. They haven't figured it out yet, my friend. God gave a vision saying, when it looks like it's going to fail in the natural, let me tell you, son, I got your back. Heaven. I have orchestrated these things in heaven. The sun, moon, and the 11 stars bow down. God is saying, I will deliver you when you don't have any more power, when you don't have any more strength, when the earthly resources around you have all been exhausted, when everything looks hopelessness. I, the Lord God, that am not a man that I should lie. What I have promised will come to pass. And so Joseph knew that he was going to be delivered. And sure enough, he was delivered just as surely as the word that he interpreted for Pharaoh came to pass. You are a dual citizen in this time. Lean into God in this time. Feed yourself on the Word of God. The news media cycle is running crazy. It's running rampant 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We're hearing about how many people are being contracted and how many people are, you know, are struggling and how many people and what's happening in the stores and what's happening to the economy, all the doom and gloom. You know what? God bless you, hear all of that, but then make sure that that's not the only word that you go to. Go to the Word of God. Because point number two today is we interpret our world by the level of the Word that is in us. Let me say that again. You and I will interpret the world, the world that we see, 
the world that we live in by the level of the Word that is in us. In the book of Exodus chapter 14, verse 12, Moses comes to the Red Sea. He leads the children of Israel in obedience to God and they get to the Red Sea. All of a sudden, the rocks begin to, 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 to tremble on the ground. This giant dust storm rises in the background and the ground begins to rumble like there's a tremor, like there's an earthquake. And when they look around, it's whoosh, whoosh. It's Pharaoh driving his chariots, his iron chariots. It's Pharaoh that has got together his entire military, his army, and he's driving his army to go and take the people of Israel back to Egypt. He's lost his slave labor force. And then despondent after 400 years of slavery, the Israelites, their hearts begin to fill with fear. And this is what they say to Moses in Exodus 14 verse 12. They say to him, is this not the word that we spoke to you back in Egypt? Leave us alone. It is better that we should serve the Egyptians than die here in this wilderness. Why should our bodies be scattered in the wilderness? Our wives and our little ones become Come pray. Come, let us choose a leader and go back. Is this not the word that we spoke to you back in Egypt? Can I tell you, do not live under the words that you are hearing spoken over your life in Egypt in the world. Go to God. Moses has to rebuke them and has to say, stand still. Lift up your eyes because today you're going to see the salvation of God. The enemy that you see coming against you, you will see no more because your God is going to deliver you. It is a time where the Moseses, is is a time where the leaders, it is a time where the pastors need to rise and they need to prophesy that God is a God of deliverance and that God is a God of breakthrough. The reason the devil doesn't want the Word of God in our colleges and the Word of God in our schools is because he knows that in the absence of the Word of God, you will take the Word of Egypt. You will take the word of hopelessness. You will take the word of the world. You will take the word of scarcity. You will take the word. You need a word from heaven. And friend, I'm delivering a word from heaven. I'm telling you that with God, all things are possible. I'm telling you that God is a provider. He is Jehovah Jireh. Not only does He reveal Himself in a covenant name as Jehovah Jireh, He also reveals Himself as Jehovah Rapheka. I am the Lord that healeth thee. The diseases that I put on the Egyptians shall not come near you. And even if they should come near you, I will heal them to make a distinction between you and the people that don't have dual citizenship. If you're not born again, friend, today is your day. Get born again. Well, I go to church and I'm religious. Well, that's fantastic. But going to McDonald's doesn't make me a Big Mac. You need to be born again. Well, how do I do that? Real simple. You pray a prayer and you ask Christ to come into your heart. Jesus died on a cross not to start a religion. He died on a cross so that your sin, that blockage between you and God, your transgressions, your violations of God's holy laws could be stripped from you, could be removed from you. So you could be forgiven. You could be cleansed from all unrighteousness so that you could actually enter into everything that God has for you. But even more than that, so that the flow of God comes to you unencumbered, and unhindered, it begins to flow into your life, the blessing of heaven, the healing power of heaven. I remember in 2010, I was with some some pastors and they were kind of uh, 
having a little bit of a shot at me saying, oh, you know, I bet now that the GFC, the global financial crisis has hit, you, you, you're probably not so cocky with your, your offering talk and you, you're probably not speaking so much around the tithes and offerings in your church anymore. I said, actually, in a GFC, I've flipping doubled down. This is not a time to shrink back. Man, when everyone's prospering, when everyone's doing well, it doesn't matter if I te- teach on tithes and offerings. But in a time of drought, in a time of famine, in a time of crises, you better believe I'm teaching my people to tithe. In a time of famine, listen, don't shrink back in, in your tithing. Stay faithful to God in your famine. Stay faithful to God like Joseph in your prison. Stay faithful to God in the dark. Stay faithful to God in the dungeon. If anybody is telling you, you don't need to tithe. If anybody is telling you, don't give. If anybody's telling you, oh, you know, just sit on your, run from that teaching. It is foolish teaching. It is faithless teaching. It is reckless teaching. And it is teaching that has no concept of dual citizenship. You want to be in a house and you want to be in a place that teaches you just like Elijah came to the widow of Zarephath and said, sweetheart, sweetheart, you need to not just get me water, but make me a cake. She turns to him and she says, you I do not have enough. I've only got enough for me and my son for one last cake. Then we're going to eat it and die. I need you to understand that the language of I've only got enough is the language of death. The language that puts a death sentence over your life is we've got just enough for me. Elijah says, oh, darling, I can see that you're fearful. You've just buried your husband. You're a widow. And now you're looking at what's left in the cupboards and you're looking out into the world that is in a famine and in a drought. He says, darling, what I need you to do is I need you to get God into this picture. If you are faithful to God, he'll be faithful to you. If you draw near to God, he will draw near to you. If you honor God, the Bible says in in 1 Samuel that God will honor you. So bring your tithe to God, bring your first fruit to God and you watch what God begins to do in this season. In this season, let the word of God be over your life that you are faithful to God, that God is a God of faithfulness. Don't retract in fear, go to faith. Don't shrink back. If you stay in faith, God is attracted to faith like lightning is attracted to a lightning rod. Stay in faith. Stay in faith. Keep tithing. Keep generosity. Keep giving. Keep being faithful to God. Keep being faithful to God and you'll find that He is faithful to you. God is no debtor to man. If you'll be faithful to Him, He'll be faithful to you. The last point, number three, let me finish on this. Here's a fact all the way through the Scripture you may not be aware of. If the enemy can get you to fear, he can take your peace and your territory. Let me say that one more time. If the enemy can get you to fear, he can take your peace and your territory. All the way through the the Bible, especially the Old Testament, fear is a sign that things are about to be lost from that person. When, When Joshua sent the two spies uh, across the Jordan River and into the promised land 
to go into Jericho, Rahab took them into Jericho. And Rahab's report to the two spies were, when we heard what the Lord your God did, how he dried up the Red Sea for you and how you crossed over on dry land. And then when the Egyptian army came in behind, how God turned the waters on them and drowned the army, our hearts melted and there was no strength left. Every man's heart became full of fear. Just a few verses later, down in verse 24 of chapter 2 of Joshua, Joshua then goes to, to uh, the two spies go to Joshua and they give Joshua the report. They said, Joshua, this is, this is a guarantee. This is a certainty. God has given Jericho into our hand. And this is how we know the people, they are faint-hearted. They are full of fear. It's a sign. God has delivered them into our hands. In Numbers 14, verse 9, Caleb quiets the people down after the 10 spies give a negative report and he rebukes them. He says, do not rebel against the Lord. Because remember the 10 spies says, man, we saw the descendants of Anak. They, they were giants. There were giants in the land. We're not strong enough. We're not big enough. We're not, we're not able. We're not able to fight them. These are, these are giants. And Caleb rebukes them and says, don't rebel against God by being afraid of the people of the, the land. Their protection has departed from them. They are our bread. They are our food. Let us go up at once. Caleb saw fear as rebellion against God. Do not go to fear. What's interesting that you may not have noticed, you may not know this, but on their way to the promised land, God gave them a lion and a bear to slay so that when they faced the giants in the promised land, when they faced their Goliath, remember David said, I'm qualified to face Goliath. Saul said, no, you're not. You're not qualified. You're just a youth. And he's been a man of war from his youth. David said, yeah, yeah, yeah. But your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came, and took one of the, sh the lambs out of the flock. I went after it and I struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear and this Philistine will fall in the same way. Well, the Bible says that there were two kings that came out against the children of Israel. Sion, king of the Amorites, and Og, the king of Bashan. The Bible says that Og's bed, Og's bed, Og, the king of Bashan, he was the last of the Rephaim. The Rephaim is a Hebrew word for giants, giant race. He was the last of that race. Og, king of Bashan, his bed was almost 16 feet long, six feet wide, made of wrought iron because he stood a little over 14 feet tall. Sion was also over 10 feet tall. These were two giants that the children of Israel met along their way. Why would God do that? Because he was showing them, you took down giants under Moses. You took down giants on this side of the Jordan River. The same God who helped you with your lion, the same God who helped you with your bear is the same God that's going to be with you on the other side. Do not go to fear. Go to faith. Well, how do I go to faith, pastor? How do I do that? I'm glad you asked. The Bible says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. At Awaken Church, we're going to be awakening faith on the inside of you. If you'll tune in and you can watch this this 
uh, beautiful online service and you can watch our other online service. They're going to be on demand. You're going to be able to get those. You're going to be able to go to the Awakened Church app and begin to listen to those things. But I'm telling you, feed yourself on faith. Feed yourself on the Word of God because the Word that is in you helps you to discern the world around about you and you can make sense of it. But do not go to fear. Job said this in Job chapter 3, verse 25, that which I fear the most has come upon me. Fear is faith in an opposite direction. Fear is believing something you can't see will happen to you. Don't go to fear. Go to faith. Believe something you can't see will happen. Man, I can't see how how we're going to defeat this coronavirus. But man, you know what? When it came knocking at my door, the power of God met it and drove it from our house. Man, I can't see how our business is going to flourish, but God came through. Man, I can't see how we're going to make it through, but God broke through. Man, I can't see, but God. Go to faith, go to faith, go to faith. Don't be full of fear, be full of faith. Get a word from heaven and speak it into your life. Remember the waters above from the waters beneath. One of the most powerful things you can do I preached a message a few weeks ago called Hearsay. Hearsay. That as Christians, as dual citizens, as people who are born again, you can hear a word from heaven which will comfort your heart, but you will change your circumstances when you hear a word from heaven and you say it. You speak it out of your mouth. Jesus says, what I whisper to you in the inner ear, shout Declare from the rooftops. When you speak the word of God out, the Bible says the angels are set to obey and make sure that the word is accomplished. They don't know whether the word has come directly from the Father or whether it has come from the Father through you and through me. You and I are God's vice regents in the earth. You and I are God's ambassadors in the earth. Let God's word flow out of your mouth. Let God's word flow. And you will find that God's word will begin to change everything around about you. Let me pray for you today. That's all the time that we got. I hope you heard something that's going to change your life. You are a dual citizen when you were born again. If you're not born again, just close your eyes where you're at right now and just pray this prayer with me. Close your eyes. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I want to thank you that you died on the cross to take away all my sin. And when you took away my sin, You removed any blockage between me and heaven. God, I need you now. Let heaven's reality begin to flow into my life. Let there be a supernatural breakthrough in every area. I thank you. Today I am born again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want you to hit us up. Let us know. Reach out to us online. If today you made a decision for Christ, if today you you made a decision, just text I responded to 555-888 and we're going to love on you and look after you. But can I also just take a moment to pray with you? Maybe you're facing fear. Don't go to fear, go to faith. And fear begins with a word. Faith comes with a word. You'll always find if you're in fear, it's because you've heard a word from the world. You've heard a word from an ocean that you can't drink from. It will not give you life. Even though it is H2O, it will kill you. You need to go to your dual citizenry and you need to get a word from heaven. A word from heaven will dispel fear and put faith on the inside of you. 
I am the Lord your God that healeth thee. I am Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who sees and in seeing provides. I am Jehovah Shammah. I am your peace. I am your banner. God is, God is your peace. God is your banner. God is your healer. God is your deliverer. God is your savior. He's your ever-present help in time of trouble. Father, thank you right now, right now. Give over your cares to God. Give over your struggles to God. Give over your concerns to God. He will hear you when you call out to Him. He will hear you when you call out to Him. You're the only person. You're the only one. That's how He hears you, like you're the only one. Why? Because you're the only person that has your fingerprint. You're the only person that has your retina scan, your face scan, your voice print. God is, God is so brilliant that He can hear 7.8 billion different frequencies at the same time and redirect to each one exactly what they need. That's what makes Him God. That's what makes Him God. He hears you when you pray. He hears you when you cry. He hears you when you call and He responds every single time. But He responds to faith. Go to faith. Father, I thank You for Your sons and daughters. Bless them in this time. Minister to them in this time. Father, I thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.